Welcome back, everybody, to the Collingwood Football Club List Manager Podcast. This is the Round 15 review, and it has been a minute since we've been here. I apologise for the, the delay of the last three weeks, but obviously with no games to to review and no Coach of the Week to name, I thought, what's the point? And just to take a long, well-deserved rest. But I'm back here. I was going to say better than ever, but that's probably a lie, because this week it is me flying solo this time. No coaches, just me. So if you don't like listening to my voice, you're not going to like this one. But I will persevere for those guys that find my voice irresistible because we all know there's a fair few of you out there. And without any further ado, let's get straight into the week that was. First up, we have James Ravens Banquet 12-16, defeated by Steve Cozzy's Mozzie's 14-83. And a banger score by Steve here. So what I liked about his team, blokes like Brayshaw, Mills, Scrimshaw, how do you do that? How? Walsh, all scoring over hundreds, and even Isaac Smith earlier than that night as well. Some very good scores, and some very deep 90s by him as well. Two blokes scored under 80, so a very, very good score by Steve coming up to the pointy end of the season. So he would be very, very happy with those scores. And as for myself, what did I like or not like? Well, realistically, memory 42. Thanks, Ben. It was a real good help for that one. I like that. And uh, Walters and Heaney, all rubbish. Doherty, you know... Suffered injury, so that doesn't look great. But that's four scores under 70. Uh, not good at all. Even Menegola, just rubbish. Can't win games when you're doing that. But alas, I haven't been winning games at all most of the year. So realistically, this has pretty much been my season. In a nutshell. Uh, we turn to the next game. Grant, the Flying Camel, flying again. 14-51. Defeated Nick, eight balls. 13-68. And what we liked about Grant, I mean, Zorko early, 174 First one, bang, thank you, ma'am. Very happy with that one. Backs it up with Dougal Howard and Dunstan, 126 and 109. And then Laird, 218, Keys 134. I mean, he's just got some good quality scores, even with a few 40s and 60s. He's still, still, he still pulled out a 1450 with some of those 40s, 50s, 60s scores. So if he can get those guys to fire, he'll be in a very, very good spot in the next week or two come finals. As for Nick, puts him back with the pack, but Guthrie scoring well for him. Hebel, Langford, Cummings, Taranto all scored well, but probably the wing guard injury hurts him. And really just not enough big, big scores like Grant with the 130s and the 170s. So that pretty much made up the difference there. The next game, we've got Lachlan, the big fish, 14-35, charging into finals like the Richmond of old against Brian Lickamai Maynard's 13-51. And what I liked about Lockie's Rich 127 finally decided to do something. Boke 124, Drew McRae 274, then Libba Daniel and the big man, the Texans, scored 100 again, guys. Get excited. He's back. When he plays well, you know Lockie's a good chance at winning. And with a 107 by the big man, you'd like to get around to that. And look for, for Brian had Grundy back, which is good timing, but Bolton 44. I mean, realistically, if you're going to go by what Grant did, it's probably about time to rage trade him now. Uh, but apart from that, Hardwick not doing great. Gaff, 50. Kennedy, 50. Sheed, 74. So some not good scores there. If you can tidy some of them up, his 13.50 is all of a sudden going to look a lot better. Next one, we have Scott Beautiful Trelaw, 13.29, keeping cementing him spot in the finals, defeating Braden Dobscott at 12.20. So 12.42. And while Scott had some poor scores early on with 1, 2, 3, 4, 60s in a row, the Bont came back and probably sealed the deal for him. The Bont and Pelly, you talk about him, and he's going to think this bloke's an absolute jet. And then McGovern and Williams doing well, even Lever scoring well, but 
really all he had there. So he'd want some of those players to back up and uh, score a bit better next week. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. And as I'm recording, the games are going on right now. So I'll have to eagerly watch. And as for Dobbs, pretty much similar to myself, what's been going on for most of the year. A couple of good scores with Loston, Dude, uh, LDU and Taylor Adams. Jack Steele as well. That's pretty much where the scoring stopped. So he'll have to hope to recoup over the draft. He'll have to hope to recoup over the offseason and see if he can get a, a few more points on the board early, um, just like myself. Next game, we've got Kane Angry Midgets still keeping his finals hopes alive. 14-21, defeated the undefeatable Matt Potato in my ass. 13-13. I mean, Angry Midgets here, you've got Sidebottom and Main. The old brigade just scoring well, absolutely on bang bangers. And then backing it up with the other one from the old ones, Lance Franklin. Nat Nui and Barras scoring well, and Darcy Parrish, hasn't he been an absolute steal for, for him? Absolutely killing it. Scoring very, very well over the last couple of months. And if we look to Matt's scores, what didn't we like? Well, one, two, three, four, five, five or six scores in a row before he even hit the 100. Even only one, 170's captain, not a good idea. His boy Jordan Dawson, though, just keeps on keeping on. 111 for him, Merritt Ridley, just pretty much that's what's getting him most wins. But unfortunately, it was those lesser lights, the... The Hall, Stevenson's, Nobles, Quaynor is not scoring well enough for him. Can he reverse the tide this week against Ben, who actually, after all those late outs that came up, he still got the win with Keelan Wild Turkey Rares, 1,400, defeated by Ben, the Tiger King, 1,461. You look at what we liked about Ben, Blitzard, 125, a big O, 115, short 100, Greenwood, 109, Houston and Oliver scoring very well, same with Salem. Mitchell and Norton. Oh, Norton, Ben, you're welcome. Probably one near the game off my own bloody bat there. And look, you look at his bench. I mean, he's got Darwin Impey who's out for the season. Sterling didn't play. Mark off 71. Look, Billings was out, so that hurt him. And Jenkins. I mean, how is this bloke not getting a game? I mean, the bloke is an absolute gun. Should be playing most weeks, but unfortunately, can't get on the park. He, can't have, he comes in in finals. Look out. Ben is a serious show. Turn to Keelan on Wild Turkeys and... Couple of good scores, a couple of 90s and some higher numbers there. Cunnington scored very well, 252. Very happy with that as a captain option, but really, Cripps probably cost him at the end, 36. Duggan, 60. So those sort of guys, just not scoring well enough for him. But a 1,400, a very, very good score. But guys, I'm going to take a, a little second here to, to wind this one up because this is the game we've all been waiting to hear about. I'm going to read it slowly, guys. I'm going to read it real slow so you don't, don't mishear anything I say. Brian, the Packy Flyers, 11.69, defeated by Alex Net Fitz and Chill, 11.90, lads, it's happened again, the bloke who isn't even in the chat, who isn't, the bloke who isn't even playing, the bloke who looks at his team on a Thursday and goes, oh yeah, I'll swap those around, he's done it again. He's done it again, guys. 11.69, Brian, the Packy Flyers, defeated by, defeated by Alex Netfits and Chill. Two weeks in a row, pre-buy, post-buy. This guy is a bloody machine. I'm actually very, very worried that I might end a bottom of the ladder after this because if Alex gets another win, which, look, he's probably tracking well, that means I finish on the bottom of the ladder. I will finish below the buy. I'm not liking this. I'm really hoping that I can get the Chuckies against me old man this week. Even though it sets up his top four, you know what? Me not finishing bottom is more important than Grant not finishing top four. So let's all get around the Nimby train.
look, let's break this one down. Look, Brian went Lions captain, which, you know, very serviceable. You know, 238, very good captain score. Danaher, 112, big score. Tui, 118, big score. O'Connor off the bench, 89, big score. That's where it ended. 35, 55, 57, 47, 45, 50. Just not good scores, Brian. Just not good. If you're going to compete, if you somehow manage to get a win and get finals, you can't compete with those sorts of scores, Bruce. You were literally the team to beat of two months ago, and you've thrown it all away. I don't know, Bruce. I don't know how you did it. You were flying. You were the unbackable favourite by our own Al Story. He could. He said you could not be beaten. Give the etch your name in the trophy, and you've done it. You've somehow managed to almost lose out of top eight. I don't know, man. I don't know, Bryce, but now, look, we're going to turn our attention to the man, the myth, that a lot of people don't think exists, but I've seen him. I can guarantee I've seen him. The legend, Alex. Started off not great. Look, didn't, took a while for him to get his first 100, but would you guess who got his first 100 for him? He's probably the most famous number five pick that any of us could name. He scored 139. He's the man, the big Todd Goldstein. That's probably what got him the game. 139 from the big Toddy Goldstein. Get around the lad. Briz would be so, so unhappy that that bloke has literally broken him. Todd Goldstein has broken Brian after the pick five last year where it paid off. He decided, you know what? I'm not going to get him. Alex swooped up on him. And you know what? This is where it pays dividends. Not the rest of the year. Not when he scores his 60s and 70s randomly throughout the year. This 139. This one score of 139, that's the difference. That's why you pick the man. That's why Todd Goldstein's a gun. That's why he's a number five pick that we will all remember. After that, it pretty much goes rubbish. He's got 112 and 143 from Weirdring. You know what? Let's talk about Weirdring. How the hell does Jacob Weirdring score 143 to get in the game? That is a great score. It's not quite as good as Todd Goldstein. Even though It's not quite as good as Todd Goldstein, even though it is about five, four points more. But you know what? Because it's Todd Goldstein, he gets better. Who's going to pick him up next year in draft? I don't know. Probably me, because Max Gorn's not working out well for me at all. So there we have it, lads. That's a, a little bit of a recap of the of the round that has been and what a round it's been. And with only one week left to go, I feel it's uh, imperative me to take some time as I'm here by myself to talk about the ladder and the ramifications of what's going to happen in the next five weeks. With one round to go, the ladder stands thus... Tiger King, 2% in front of Matt Potato in my ass. One game between the two of them will literally decide who finishes top. If the winner is Ben, it is Ben. If the winner is Matt, it is Matt. What will happen from there? Next, we have a little bit of an interesting one. We've got Grant Flying Camels and Brian at Lick My Maynards equal on third and fourth with just under a percent just under a percent difference. But coming hard and fast, we've got Steve Cozzy's Mozzie's about 4% above them both, one game behind, and Nick 8-Balls also one game behind. You'd say that Nick from eight, Nick 8-Balls is probably a little bit too far behind to make up that third, but he could still sneak into fourth. But if Steve gets that win, you could almost bank him getting third. Very interesting game to see what's going to happen in these next few round, this, this last round, because realistically, anyone that's actually even going further, Scotty, Probably not going to do it on 99.9%, about 3% lower than everybody else. Look, probably can't make it, but still, you've got four to five people jostling for that top four, so this is going to be some great viewing at the last bit. Percentage is going to be a massive part in this, 
So I hope all of you have been putting in some hard percentage management games. We go down now to the eighth spot on the draft because five, six, seven, all taken up by those blokes on 30, all cemented their spots in the top eight, just fighting out for that jostling last few spots in that top four. We then go to number eight, Lockie the Big Fish. He is just, just clear in that top eight. One game clear of Brian and Kane Angry Midgets, but that percentage could be the thing if the Big Fish loses. So he's got about... 0.7% on Brian with about 2% on Kane. You think Kane's probably done, but at the same time, anything could happen. He could have a mammoth score. And if Lockie and Brian have some really not great ones, then anything is going on here. This will be a very interesting watch. Will Brian get the spot in the top eight and cement that slab for himself? Or will he finish the Richmond ninth and lose out? And then from there, look, the 11-12... 13, 14, really not much to talk about there. These are the ones playing off in the shit bowl for the next couple of weeks. So as it stands, with really not much room to move, you would think, you will say Keelan versus Alex. The loser will play off again, and James and Braden will play off, and the loser will play again. So not much jostling realistically here. Keelan's got some good percentage management to keep him high above Braden Dobbs' squad. A win from myself will swap me and Braden, but that's really not going to change much. But a win for Alex pushes him above me if I lose. So we'll have to wait and see. And the loser of the toilet bowl at the end of it will be the butler at the end of season drinks or draft night, whichever one comes next. So some very, very interesting games coming up, guys. So as we'll run through those as well, James Ravens Banquet playing the Flying Camel. The Big Fish versus Steve Cozzy's Mozzie. So the battle of the top Battle of 8th versus the Battle of 4. So a very interesting matchup there. Beautiful Trelaw versus 8 balls as well. Possibly fighting out for that top 4th spot. Or just really jostling for a good spot in the 5th or 6th spot rather than 7th and 8th. We then go the Bryans. The, the Brian matchup. How can we wait till this at the end? Packy Flyers versus Lick My Maynards. One jostling for 4th. One desperate to get to the finals. We'll have to wait and see what happens there because both Bryans will be definitely wanting a win. And then we've got Kane, Angry Midgets versus Dob Squad. So Kane, this is his, probably his chance to get some good percentage here if he can pull it out. He's predicted to score pretty well. Actually, the top score this round. So if he can get this win and come into finals really, really going well, anything is anything is possible for this man. So let's wait and see what happens here. And then the last two matches, we have Wild Turkey Rares versus Netflix and Chill. Basically just bottle it, battling it out for some sort of pride there. Or, you know, Alex is battling to get off the bottom of the ladder. So... Interesting to see what happens there, and the, the match to determine top spot. I'm so excited it's come down to this. The last round with the two battling it out. Toggy King versus Potato in my ass with a predicted score of about 20 difference. So will we see a draw? Could we see a draw? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Will we see one of these teams rise up? Will we see, will we see the cream rise to the top? Because as you guys know, my cream always rises to the top. Look, guys, I said I was going to keep this short and sweet, so that is all I have for you this week. So, look, very, very different to what I've been doing the last, the last, realistically, the last two years, but things just didn't quite work out for me this week with the coach. Uh, he apparently has laryngitis or something where he's, uh, he's can't talk, so you know what? I decided rather than trying to scramble and pick someone who, who didn't realistically you know, justify getting on, I thought I'll, you know what, do a solo run this time. Let's uh, see how we go. Let's get up and about. Let's get excited. Let's really look forward to the week that was and, you know, even then, came up a bit short, but hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Collingwood Football Club List Manager podcast. I am your host, James Legatic. 
and I'll talk to you all after the regular season has finished and finals are upon us.